What's up, guys? David Harrison here from the Lockdown Bucks podcast. And just a, a little of a public service announcement, I, I suppose. Uh, James and I have decided to take this week off from the show, uh, take a little bit of a much-needed and, a, I think, a much-deserved break. Um, however, we didn't want to leave you guys without any content or anything to listen to, so we thought it would be a cool idea and a fun idea to revisit some of our favorite episodes from the 2019 uh season year as it were uh, we're gonna we're gonna replay some interviews with some players and then kind of a fun episode that we uh, had a little bit of fun with with some sound effects and everything else so uh, again guys thank you all f- so much for listening and your support throughout the years that we've been doing this show we will be back with you next week with some brand new content uh, but for the time being hopefully you guys enjoy kind of recapturing some of the some of the stuff that happened before the season and even during the season and, and enjoy some of these interviews with some of these players and some of the stuff that we really enjoyed in 2019 uh, we will talk to you soon uh, thank you so much and uh, let's get right to today's episode when the sun rises i wake up and chase my dreams i won't regret when the sun sets Cause I live my life like I'm a beast The Tampa Bay Buccaneers proudly select Chris Godwin, wide receiver, Penn State. Welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JYarko underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. Coming up, we have a very exciting, very special interview to bring to all of you with Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Chris Godwin. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined now by a man who had 59 receptions for 842 yards and seven touchdowns in his second season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, thrilled to bring back wide receiver Chris Godwin. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. You know, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, we we certainly appreciate having you back. You are the first player, past or present, to have multiple appearances on our show, so... We uh, we certainly appreciate uh, some of your time, and let's just dive right in. And we're gonna we're gonna rip the bandaid right off. It was very shortly after your final game of the season that Adam Schefter announced that Dirk Cutter had been relieved of his head coaching duties. Where were you when you heard the news, and what was your initial reaction when you found out that Dirk Cutter was no longer going to be your head coach? Um, I'm pretty sure I was just uh, I was sitting in my in my living room, uh, just kind of watching TV and. Uh, you know, I, I guess like my first like 
reaction was, you know, I was I was pretty disappointed. Um, I mean, just like, like as a player, you know, just playing like under Dirk for the last two years, you know, uh, you know, I've I, I, obviously I've developed the relationship with Dirk, and you know, I, I think he's a really good dude, and you know, he's a straightforward coach. So like as a player, you like there's no, you know, like question about like how he's feeling about like your play and the things that they're asking you to do, you know, and like I respect that. So um, I was pretty disappointed like from that, like in that regard, but I also understand that you know it's a business. Um, it's, it's not in, like it's a it's a production business, and you know we didn't perform well enough the last two years, so you know to allow him to, to, to keep that job. So I recognize that though. Yeah, I think uh, you know I think to 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 the person, no matter who we speak to, whether it be a media member who's had interactions or a player like yourself, everybody speaks very highly of, of Dirk Cutter. But kind of like you said, mm-hmm. it's it's a production yeah. business, and Coach Cutter, uh, you know, uh, admitted that himself uh, as well uh, several times. And I kind of went back to thinking about when Jeff Fisher got fired by the Rams because obviously they were being filmed. So it was a very, it ended up being a very public uh, event that everybody kind of got an intimate view of how that goes down. And then moving on with the Rams to a coach like Sean McVay, where now there's a whole lot of excitement around that team and around that coach specifically. And now you're in that same boat where Bruce Arians is coming in. And obviously everybody from the outside is extremely excited. I know that we, we talked to members of his family and they're extremely excited. How are you as a player kind of what's your what's your mentality kind of getting ready to prepare for an offseason and, and a training camp with a coach like Bruce Arians? And have you had a chance to even talk to him yet? Or are you just kind of hearing things from the outside like the rest of us? Yeah, I mean, I, I have not had uh, gotten a chance to speak with uh, with Coach Arians himself. Um, I just uh, was on the phone today with uh, with our new receivers coach, Kevin Garver, um, you know, just kind of like making an introduction. And, you know, we got the chance to chat it up a little bit, but. You know, I'm I'm excited. You know, I'm I'm excited about the new opportunity that that's coming our way. Um, you know, obviously, like you know, Coach Arians has he has a great track record, and uh, you know, I'm like with the talent that we have on our team, you know, like as with the last two years, we have the potential to to have a really good year. Um, that being said, you know, it it all comes down to the players. Um, I think regardless of you know what your coaching staff is or what scheme you try to you know <laughs> uh, you know put in. I think it all comes down to whether or not the players are able to execute it at a high enough level and more inconsistently enough to, to really win games. And that's the hard thing in this league. So I think, uh, you know, I think like once we figure that out, I, I think we're going to be really good as a, as a football team. But, um, I think it's, you know, just, just going into this offseason, there's, there's a bunch of uncertainty, you know, like as a player, especially as a player going through a coaching change for the first time, you know, I'm not really sure what to expect. Like, I'm not sure, like about about the new system or or how things are going to operate. You know, I was really just getting comfortable with the last uh, with the last coaching staff and like how how the day to day, you know, was was operating. But you know, I, I think with change comes a bit of excitement. You you take a look at at the career of Bruce Arians, and he did some really incredible things with. Reggie Wayne in Indianapolis, moving him from the outside to the inside. And then on an even larger scale, he did it with Larry Fitzgerald, moving him from the outside to the inside, creating new opportunities for him, increasing his touchdown receptions in the red zone, things of that nature. If you're the guy that Bruce Arians pinpoints to say, this is the guy that I want in my Larry Fitzgerald role on the inside, uh, you know, creating those mismatches, getting those red zone opportunities. Yeah, is that something that you feel you can you can catch on to pretty quick, or is it going to be a, a huge adjustment to move from being an outside receiver to almost exclusively on the inside? Uh, I definitely think that's something that I could do. Um, 
I think when you uh, like, I, I pride myself on you know being a very versatile player. Um, that anything that the coaching staff you know asks me to to do, I you know I'm able to to make the transition and be able to do it at a high level. Um, I think over the over the past two years, you know I've you know, I've been one of like one of the few guys you know in 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 our, our receiver room that can play all three positions and that and actually got some you know some time playing all three you know receiver positions. Um, you know, and so I, I think just knowing that moving forward, I think. If, if that's something that I would have to do, you know, I'd be more than happy to do it. Wrapping up your 2018. So when we talked to you between your rookie season and your sophomore season, something that you kind of emphasized was just getting better. And and now that you kind of learned how training camp goes and just the, the grind of the NFL season. And I'd say you were mm-hmm. successful uh, overall for, for as an individual. I mean, uh, 20 plus more catches, 300 plus more yards. Uh, than your rookie season, six more touchdowns in your rec- rookie season. Uh, you didn't have to wait till week 17 this time uh, to get to get in the end zone. And yeah. uh, 10 plays of 20 plus yards. I mean, 48 first down catches. Uh, I mean, people were amazed last year of how many of your catches went for first downs. You had even more this year. Where do you feel like you've improved the most uh, in your in your from from your first year to your second year? And what are you targeting this offseason? To, to get better uh, coming into your, your third year in the NFL? Um, I, I think going from year one to year two, I think the biggest improvement that I that I had was just you know, having like a better feel for the game. Um, you know, like at each level that you play at, you know, there's certain nuances to the game that you have to that you have to learn, you have to understand in order to to play fast, you know, to to be a high IQ player. And um that's something that I you know I really took pride in and just trying to get a better feel for how things work at this level. Uh, in the last off season, um, and I think it really showed. Um, there were like there were a lot more plays that you know maybe were like off script or you know things that were just more like field plays that I that I was able to make in like, because of that. And uh, you know, I, I think as you guys saw, you know, I was able to take like a you know a step up in my game and in my production. Um, so I was I was pretty satisfied about that. Um, but in terms of this offseason, season, you know, I plan on taking it to you know to another level. You know that that same thing. Getting like getting even more comfortable. Like obviously, it's a new. We're about to learn a new system, so learning that as fast as I can, and then implementing the things I've already learned, and trying to add on to that more, and as well as just you know being more consistent throughout the entire season. You know, there was a there was a stretch there towards the end of the year where you know I didn't play. I didn't feel like I played remotely to my you know to my capabilities, and you know I, I was really hard on myself about that. And then um, so I just felt like in order for me to take that next step. That's something that I got to be able to do. When you look at the the top receivers in the league, the top players in the league, they're able to play at a high level, a day in, day out, week in, week out, and uh, all throughout the entire season. And that's where I want to be. During the the 2018 season, of course, you you guys started off the season with quarterback Jameis Winston serving his suspension, and Ryan Fitzpatrick came out and and just had a had a phenomenal start to the season. You guys, as a whole, were just absolutely on fire. Jameis comes back. He he takes back the starting role. Has a a terrible first half performance against the Cincinnati Bengals. Ryan Fitzpatrick comes back in. He plays for a few games. Then Jameis comes back in. It was it was this constant carousel. So when when Bruce Arians was introduced as head coach, and he comes out and he says Jameis Winston is our starting quarterback. This is Jameis's team. You know you have a chance to win a championship when you have a quarterback, and that's what we have. Yeah, what does that do for the mentality of of not just the the offense but the team, knowing every day exactly who their quarterback is that that the coach you know is, is firmly behind him. You know, does that does that kind of help 
ease some of the tension? Does it does it make you guys a little bit more relaxed just knowing exactly where where the organization stands as far as as the quarterback? Um, I don't necessarily think that uh, you know like that 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 the situation caused like any tension last year like within within the team. You know, I think we were all especially like as as receivers, we were all comfortable we were comfortable with both quarterbacks. Um, I think the biggest thing it does is, is it just relieves the you know the the questions from the you know, from everybody outside, you know, the questions in the screening from outside about who's going to be the quarterback this week and, you know, and all, all that unnecessary stuff. Um, but, you know, like, like Lazarian said, you know, we have, we have a great quarterback in Jameis, you know, we fully believe in, in his ability and, you know, I'm, I'm excited, you know, I'm excited to get to work with him this off season. I'm excited to, you know, to have the opportunity to continue to grow, you know, like as a young player in this league and, you know, with our quarterback and with our, and with our new coach. Awesome. So, Chris, uh, talking about this offseason, I know you're saying you're kind of uh, resting, getting your body right and stuff so you can get, get back to the grind of it all. What do you what do you guys have planned this offseason? I know like Mike's got his his website and stuff that he does. James has his foundation. Uh, are, are you guys starting up anything? I've seen some hashtag 12 season. I've seen some Team Godwin with a registered logo. What's uh, yeah. what's all that about? Um, so we, we're, we're working on we're working on some stuff right now. Um uh, ho- hopefully we're gonna have a you know a website coming out you know sometime soon. I'm um, just selling you know selling some apparel that that fans could like you know that they can buy you know if if they so choose to. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like right now it's just just playing playing with some logos, playing with some different uh, concepts to to try to give you know give the fans you know something that they would you know not only want to wear but you know feel proud about wearing and proud about supporting me and you know and, and our team and team Godwin and all that. Um, but you know, I, I, as I approach, you know, we're going to announce that, and and it's going to be like more of like an, an official deal. Um, but yeah, we're we're excited about that as well. Okay, that yeah, that'd be very exciting. I know uh, I've seen some of the comments. Uh, Mariah is a lot more active on social media <laughs> than you are, um, <laughs> and, uh, undoubtedly. <laughs> uh, but I've definitely seen some good feedback when when the topic came up, uh, you know, on on the comments and everything, um, and mm-hmm. some of those graphics that have been going going out on uh with you as the as a focal point on your instagram who's who's doing those and, and what's the what's the what's the deal behind that because those are those are pretty yeah. awesome yeah yeah they they were uh they were really awesome actually um there's a guy on instagram his name is tom but he goes by uh stm productions um and like he's tagging all and all of those posts but uh that was just something that you know that my agency and myself you know we got together with him and tried to uh you know in, in order to to put out more content, you know, from my page, you know, especially like surrounding game day, uh, you know, like I, I, that's something I wanted to do. I wanted to, to post more and I felt like, it, like that would be something that would be cool. It has to like have a new fresh idea each time. And, you know, he, he's a really talented guy. And as you guys saw, you yeah. know, it was something different each week that, you know, was appealing to the guy and something that people could, you know, count on coming back each week to see. Yeah, they were, they were, they were really cool. Um, I was, I was very impressed with them. Uh, so good to hear that you guys are, are branching out into, into some other, area, other areas. I know that your fans uh, would be very excited to support you and uh, what you guys are doing. That, that, that is that is the hope, you know. Hopefully, you know we can we can pull out something that's like that's really dope for everybody, but uh, and they'll love it. Chris, the the buzz around the NFL world right now is, of course, the Super Bowl, but the Rams mm-hmm. are are in there because of an incredibly controversial uh, non call. Uh, if you're allowed to, I don't want to get you in any trouble. So if you if you don't yeah. want to answer, feel free to say no. I'm I'm good. 
do you have a stance on on defensive pass interference becoming a reviewable play? Because I mean, there's no there's no doubt that it was it was defensive pass interference that went uncalled, maybe costing uh, your division rival New Orleans Saints to to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But do you feel that's something that should be reviewable in the NFL, or is it one of those? Yeah, it was horrendously missed, but that's that's part of the game. We have to account for human error and and let's not put ourselves in a situation to let the refs make a call or miss a call that can cost us. Yeah, I, I obviously that that it was a that was a wild call or no call. You know, I, I'm I'm still like, you know, pretty shocked about it. Uh, as as I'm sure everybody else is. Um but I just I, I don't I don't know how I feel about um, you know, the potential like review and like passing interference, defensive passing interference, you know, especially like leading games. Like as bad as, as that might have been, um, I just feel like when you when you open a door for that that it could, it could be a slippery slope, you know, because then, you know, let's say next year comes in and it's an, it's an egregious, you know, holding call or not holding call, you know what I mean? Then it's like, are you, you already opened up the door, so why not review it? And I think when you when you look at the reviews for, you know, for penalties and stuff like that, I think everything looks like a penalty in a slow motion. I'm sure you can find a penalty on every single play. And, you know, yeah. at, at that point, you know, it's just, like I said, it, it's, a, it's a slippery slope. So I don't know if I'm in favor of that. Okay, I, I agree a hundred percent with everything you just said, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it like, sounds like really it, bad. Yeah, it definitely does, and and it sounds good in theory, but I just you know I, I don't I don't know about that. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate that it had to happen, and I mean, for Saints fans to have that hit them in the postseason right after, uh, you know, mm-hmm. last year with with Stephon Diggs, I mean, that's just yeah. that that's rough. Back to that, uh, I, I feel for them. That's that's yeah. great. And I would I would be just livid as they are. You know. Yeah, definitely. But I agree with what you're saying. I think I, I we don't need football to become a six hour. You know, uh, a six hour. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so uh so talking about the super bowl obviously um this is it's it's coming up right so uh so who you got are you are you betting against belichick and brady or or uh are you are you thinking the path pull this one off man that that is a tough question i just uh i don't know i I can't i I don't know if i if i can bet against tom brady man i just (laughs) like as like all year and like over the last couple of years you know all the talk has been about how he's he's going to be declining soon and you know he like they can't keep pulling this off and how they didn't have that great of a team this year but i mean like they it's year it's every single year man they're mm-hmm. they're in this thing and i just like i don't i don't know if i can if i can if i can go against them so i guess i'm, I'm picking the pages in this one yeah i can't i can't blame you for that i think for 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 a player as young as you are, maybe you're just blessed that you're young enough that he will hopefully retire while you're still playing. Yeah, hopefully. Tom be out there, fifty-six years old, it. <laughs> as long as he's getting rid of that ball in under two seconds, he'll be able to stand back there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, Chris, what are what are the goals for for 2019? Uh, are are you and and Mike Evans going to become you know the second Buccaneers wide receiver tandem to both go over a thousand yards? What are what are we shooting for? Uh, I mean, that that would be great. Uh, you know, I, I think I think that would be that would be ideal, just because then that, that more than likely that means that you know we're having team success. You know, and I'm not really like typically a guy that that shoots for a lot of like individual stats because, 
you know, like the biggest thing that like that matters to me is just winning. Like I, I could have, you know, the worst year of my career, but if we're in the Super Bowl, man, we win the Super Bowl, I'm like, man, don't worry about it. Like we just won the Super Bowl, you know? But um obviously like everybody wants to be a part of, of the team's success. And so I feel like um like that would be ideal. But also I I just think that like, we have so many talented guys in our room that, you know, who's to say that that we can't have, you know, more than two guys. Who's to say we can't have three or four, you know? I like so, that. Yeah. I, so I, I think I think that would be ideal that, you know, we all can kind of get off and, you know, and have a great season and, and, and you know, reach heights that people never reached before. I think I think that should be that should always be the goal, you know, as a player. Just try to try to be the best that you can be and why not try to be the best ever, you know? Absolutely. All right. Well, Chris, thank you so much for some of your time today. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Once again, a big thank you to Chris Godwin for some of his time on a Friday afternoon. Really appreciate him coming back on the show. Hopefully, it's not the last time, and we'll try to get Chris back on yeah, sometime in the near future. But he's a he's a busy guy, and he's enjoying his offseason with Mariah. But, of course, you can check out everything that he's doing over on Twitter at CG12 underscore. That's 12 spelled out, not numerical, C-G-T-W-E-L-V-E underscore and you can check out everything that david and i are doing over at bucksnation.com and make sure you follow along on twitter at locked on bucks at jarco underscore bucks and at dh82 underscore bucks hope you all have a wonderful safe and enjoyable weekend and thank you all so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks. Why you back to make you run around again like it's a fire? I spit acid dips like I got cyanide in my saliva. Watch me wet and heat this up like I'm a washer in a dryer. Well, I'll beat you in your head until you tired. I'm a mother of See the way we got on my hands is open. I'm doing it again, tripping it on stage. Gotta get the wild and I get in the bullpen. Look at me wishing I had to be hoping. That I would diminish and I stop and I will finish, but I jump and always kill it. And the hotter than the skillet, thinking what I'm with the guard, you gotta be joking. Every single time you niggas see me step inside the door, beware.